Yeah, if Brandon Ingram plays like that, the Pelicans are going to be a problem for opponents in the playoffs. 41 points in three quarters. I'll explain the change in his style of play and how it impacted every facet of the game for the New Orleans Pelicans. It's a Tuesday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on Tuesday, day after the Pelicans smoke the Toronto Raptors, 138-100, a 38-point win where Brandon Ingram was basically unstoppable here. That was about as awesome and dominant of a performance in three quarters that you will ever see. We'll break down the difference in his game because there was a difference and it opened, it it just made everything work for the Pelicans. We'll break it all down over the first three quarters here. Then look at the rest factor and a couple of other really great performances for the Pelicans in this one. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your uh, best bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today into every day. We're here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, the on-court stuff. It's trade deadline week. We'll get into more trade rumors and things like that in tomorrow's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Become an everydayer. If there is a trade, if something happens, we'll break it all down here right now, immediately on Locked On Pelicans. So let's get into the 138-100 victory for the Pelicans and Brandon Ingram looking like an absolute superstar. I don't know if we've ever seen that dominant of a performance in like that few minutes. The numbers on this are insane. And like, even if you just know he had a good game, I don't know if you know to the extent that he did it. 41 points on 21 shot attempts. He was 16 of 21 from the field. 76.2%. He was 8 of 11 for 3. That's 73%. 9 assists, 6 rebounds, 0 turnovers. That's the incredible number right there. They're all incredible. That's it. He made five straight three-pointers in the third quarter. He was a plus 37 on the night, which is by itself just a ridiculous thing to look at. But honestly, that that checks out. He was unstoppable. It was interesting to see the Pelicans try to play through Zion Williamson early to start the game. They were posting him up, trying to have him seal off his defender, then get him the ball and try and make things work from that. And B.I. was a big part of that. You saw Zion get an early assist to a Brandon Ingram three-pointer right in the beginning part of the game that forced the Raptors to take an early timeout. And when that happened, you could kind of see like, oh, if Brandon Ingram's going to take threes like that and kind of play off of Zion, we're in store for like a very good game from this team overall. I didn't think it was going to be B.I. basically just being unstoppable, but early on, the Pelicans set the tone by playing through Zion, which opened things up big time for Brandon Ingram, and it allowed the game to kind of like come to him, right? He didn't need to force things, just let the game come to him in the first half and just, you know, be a piece that was like doing his thing, and it was a solid 
performance here from him, right? In the oh, I don't have the numbers. They're not pulling up here. He, he basically just did exactly what he needed to do as the Pelicans raced out to an early lead and really weren't going to look back whatsoever, you know, on the Toronto Raptors. But then at the start of the third quarter, things really shifted. And Brandon Ingram was talking to Jen Hale after the game. And she'd asked him, you know, saying, why were you looking kind of for your shot so early? And we'll get to this in a sec here. And he's like, you know, in third quarters, we've sometimes come out with a lack of energy, you know, and I wanted to try and lead the team, kind of set the tone. He's like, I know we need to take more three-pointers. I know I need to take more three-pointers. So he's like, I was just going to launch him and I was feeling good about my shot. So I was going to take it. And in that third quarter, oh my goodness, did he take over and just lead the team here. And honestly, it's it might be the most impressive scoring quarter we've ever seen in a Pelicans uniform. He had six main threes in the third quarter alone, including five straight. That's just filthy. That's just filthy. The fact that he knew exactly what this team needed and he was going to come out and provide it, I think says a lot about him. You know, I've been a little bit down on Brandon Ingram recently, you know, looking at kind of the team building around him and around Zion Williamson. But when he's taking 11 three-point attempts, that is exactly what you want to see from him. He doesn't always do that, right? He'll have a game where he shoots really well from three and then takes two the next game. That's not what this team needs. They need three-point shooting, one for him, two for Zion Williamson, and just others, too. This team needs to take more threes because it's tough to win games when you're not taking lots of threes in today's NBA. But it's also, I think, very tough to build around superstar players if they don't take threes. And if you have two of your best players, your two best players in Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson not taking threes, it's tough, right? Like, that's a really hard thing. Zion Williamson's not going to shoot threes. He can't be a good three-point shooter. I don't want him taking 11 threes. That would be a terrible idea. But we know Brandon Ingram is capable of doing this. We know that he's capable of being a very good three-point shooter. And that's why we've wanted to see him do more of this. So when he comes out and does it like this, look at the good things that happen, right? We've been screaming, you're a good three-point shooter. Take more threes and he finally does in this game and things just get blown wide open when he takes a ton of threes volume threes even when he's not making them it just opens everything up now he was feeling it in this game and what I like here about Zion Williamson was he was willing to defer to the hot hand the entire team was you know at one point in the third quarter Brandon Ingram was just taking heat check shots it was literal NBA jam going out there on the court in this one he couldn't miss and so the team was rightly getting him the ball. We've seen too many times this franchise when one guy's hot or, you know, you have a star player anchoring a lineup with a bunch of bench guys and they don't get him the ball. That was not the case in that third quarter. The ball was getting to Brandon Ingram, particularly when Zion Williamson was on the bench. That's exactly what you need to be doing. Credit to Willie Green for having these guys knowing what to do. Credit for the players deferring to the hot hand. Right? Like that's what you've got to do. Feed that, let him take advantage of that, and maybe build some long term confidence with it. We want to see Brandon Ingram taking this many threes. When he does really good things happen for this team, and you saw it in this again, 138 points. But it goes beyond just the, the incredible performance that he had. Look, he was outstanding in this game. Looks as good as you could possibly look, in my opinion. But it, it goes beyond the offense, right? Cool. It, 41 points in three quarters and zero turnovers on eight made threes. But you've got to play defense. You've got to do other things. All of that crept into every other aspect of the game for the Pelicans. All of that is why they had such a dominant victory, both offensively because of BI and defensively too. 
We'll break that down. Look, the offense that he brought impacted the defense here. I want to talk about that in a way that you might not realize coming up in the next segment here in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday, get in the best spot on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. So FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points are going to be scored, and so many more. Unless you're a Chiefs or a 49ers fan, like, yeah, you're probably kind of blah on this game as I am. I'm going to make it more interesting, though, by opening the FanDuel app, having a couple parlays out there that I'm going to be rooting for. So new customers, join today, and you're going to get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Again, it's $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and the official sportsbook of LockedOn. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know about the team, whether it's just Brandon Ingram's performance. We're about to talk about how it influenced the defense, and I think that's really important here, too, when looking at this team overall. So this segment, I find, to, I think is going to be really important. We're going to break down anything that happens during the trade deadline and break down things that don't happen either. We'll make more sense of rumors and stuff in tomorrow's episode of Longdown Pelicans, unless... Trade happens, and we'll just break that down. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Become an everydayer. Listen Monday through Friday so you never miss an episode. So let's keep talking, though, about the 138-100 win over the Toronto Raptors. Just an absolute dominant performance by not only the Pelicans, but Brandon Ingram as well. That was just insane. Five straight made three-pointers in the third quarter. Just so much fun, and I'm so glad that we got to see that. So here's the thing. The offense is great. Offense is great. I want them to score more points. Offense is fun. They need to be leaning more into that because I think it's an offensive-driven league right now. Beyond that, though, this might not seem intuitive or how it should work, though, but your offense, the Pelicans' offense in this really helped their defense. The reason they held the Toronto Raptors to 100 points was actually, I think, in my opinion... 50% to like more than that because of the offense that they got in this game. You might be saying like, wait, what? And it's really as simple as saying that good offense can lead to easy defense. Now you're going to say, Jake, you got that backwards. Because you normally hear the opposite, right? Good defense leads to easy offense, right? You get a stop. You get out in transition and run. You have a man advantage off of a steal. You get a fast break. It's easy points. It's literally the most efficient kind of offense that you can get in the league. Transition offense is much better than half-court offense in terms of points per play, points per possession. But the reverse is also true. Good offense can lead to better defense and easy defense. And this is part of why I've been saying the Pelicans lead, need to lean more into offense. And it's real simple as this. Shots go in. Think about it. Brandon Ingram makes a three-pointer. What what happens next? Well, the ball falls through the hoop. One of the the Toronto Raptors gets it and then steps out of bounds and then looks to the ref. Then they inbound the ball and the play begins, right? Takes a couple of seconds. 
What that allows your defense to do, the Pelicans players, after that Brandon Ingram shot goes in, they immediately get back on defense. They hustle backwards and they plant into their defensive stance and they get ready to play defense so that when Toronto comes up the court, they don't have a man advantage. The Pelicans are exactly where they want to be and starting to match up and kind of ahead of the game defensively. That's what happened in this. It limited fast break opportunities for the Toronto Raptors, right? By moving the ball, by having your shots go in because you were building all of these like good possessions, the Pelicans as a whole barely turned the ball over. Just uh, where, What's the number here? Just seven turnovers on the night. Because, again, their shots were going in because they were generating good offense, which is not something that they always do. It limited what Toronto could do. They had 12 fast break points, and that's it. Toronto leads the league in fast break points per game. Not in this one. Not in this one at all. The Pelicans just limited them. And I think when you look at something like that, it's easy to start to see how the good offense can lead to better defense. So this speaks to... What I've been talking a lot about, about wanting them to kind of lean in more to offense, right? We They've been saying, well, we're having defensive issues in the second half of games in third quarters. Well, maybe if you're making your shots and you weren't just taking bad contested looks, teams wouldn't get out and run at you and score those easy points because you're not playing in the half court. Toronto struggles in the half court. Now, they're going through a transitionary phase. They're rebuilding. They were on the second night of a back-to-back where they played double overtime. But they were out there and couldn't get anything going because they don't like to play in the half court. They simply want to get out and run. And they weren't able to do that in this game because the Pelicans were passing the ball. They were generating good looks, right? This wasn't just B.I. playing isolation style basketball. This was him working within the flow of the offense, too. There were multiple times where the ball went around to a number of players, then back to him, and then he took the open three-pointer. All of that is exactly what you want to see and not what this team had necessarily been doing. So the fact that they did that limited the turnovers that they had and didn't let Toronto get out and run and it allowed the Pelicans now to basically just look dominant. And they were in this game. Their defensive rating in this one was 103.1. What is that in relation to just the league? Let me pull it up and look right now because I'm trying to pull another stat too. Best offensive rating in the league this season is the Minnesota Timberwolves at 108.2. So that would lead the league by far. And it's because of the offense. It was because of their offense and the shots going in, the defense getting back, getting set, and everyone being energized because you were having success on the offensive end of the ball. It raised that energy level. We just talked about it in yesterday's show, if you're an everydayer. They come out flat at times. They don't have the right energy, and it seeps into all aspects of the game. And I think part of it is they're just kind of at times lazy on offense, and there doesn't seem to be a rhythm and flow, except there was in this game. And look at the energy level in all aspects of it. Everything, in my opinion right now, is kind of built around what they want to be doing offensively and the fact that they don't do. So Brandon Ingram taking 11 threes, making them because he's actually a good three-point shooter. Dude, do more of that is only going to lead to your defense being even better and alleviate some of those defensive issues that this team has had that they said they want to fix, right? And they did in this game. You know, the best... They they held the Toronto Raptors to 21 points in that third quarter. Brandon Ingram explodes in that quarter. And they also hold the Toronto Raptors to 21. They allowed 31 points in the second quarter, 29 in the fourth. But in that quarter... 
21 points because they were playing so well and everything was just clicking. You need to see more of that from this team. They need to lean in more offensively. And if they do that, I think you're going to see some really, really good things. Brandon Ingram almost outscored the Toronto Raptors by himself in that quarter. Exactly what you want to see from this team. Six of eight, five straight threes is absolutely ridiculous in in my opinion for everything so great performance from them again this is why we've been screaming about the offense it's going to pay dividends on the defensive side of the ball as well and it just seems like the pelicans refuse to acknowledge that that works now again you're doing it against toronto they're not a good team they're kind of rebuilding they're going through some stuff right now so you need to kind of think a little bit more long term with some of this and try it out in other situations but if that works it's only going to lead to really good things for you. And so I'm optimistic about what this Pelicans team can do if Brandon Ingram plays like this. This definitely seemed like a game where he might be able to... I need to roll my sleeves here. He might be able to build off of this. He really seemed to kind of come in with the right mindset. So I'm hopeful that we'll see another strong performance from Brandon Ingram on Wednesday against the Los Angeles Clippers. That's a tough game, but then you get a much more winnable game Friday against the Los Angeles Lakers. Then you get a second night of back-to-back. We'll talk more about the schedule in the next segment here. But if you can build upon this and if they can play really good basketball, this is the type of thing that I think can really change the fortunes of this team. Brandon Ingram shooting threes is important for the offense, but again, important for the defense too and just keeping that energy level up. They looked like a different team in this game for whatever reason, right? Maybe it was just they knew they looked, you know, they escaped San Antonio. They weren't the most inspiring, I think, in that win against the Houston Rockets. They looked good. So they came out kind of with a point to prove, and I'm glad that they did. Again, that's growth. That's growth. But you've got to do it consistently, and that has definitely been a problem for the Pelicans as well. Also, quick shout-out to C.J. McCollum in this game, too. He, I thought, was good. 20 points, 6 of 10 from 3. You want to see those three-pointers falling in. So rest for the Pelicans. This is important. Getting these kind of wins, I think, is important. Let's talk about exactly why rest for the Pelicans coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Right now, though, today's episode, this next segment, is brought to us by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off of our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you, and it's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased in your life. So today, I want to say about how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking about the same thing this week. I do not want the Pelicans to make a trade that makes them worse. I get thinking about the long-term salary cap and wanting guys under contract longer than Jonas Valanciunas, but I will be very much upset angry, sad if they do a move like that, that makes them worse in the short term thinking about the long term because I want to see them win games, right? We've got to see that. Felt a little bit better. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports teams and it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. So if you've been thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNBA to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. Become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday. Or if you listen one day a week, listen two days a week. We'll still be here. 
Make sure you know what's going on around this team. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NBA trade deadline is fast approaching, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is your place for live reaction Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast on YouTube today so you don't miss Josh Lloyd, the GOAT, breaking down every NBA trade with analysis and insight you can only get from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I will certainly be watching that. Ready to go here live if anything happens. We'll talk more trade rumors, what we want to see, hopes, dreams, all of those things for the Pelicans in tomorrow's show. But we're continuing to kind of talk about, kind of talk about, to actually talk about the Pelicans' 138-100 win over the Toronto Raptors. What I love about this game, what I love about this game, other than Brandon Ingram doing exactly what we've wanted to see from him, not one player, not one player played more than 30 minutes. Brandon Ingram played two seconds less than 30 minutes in this game. Zion Williamson played 21 minutes and 55 seconds. CJ McCollum didn't play over 23 minutes. All of these guys got some rest. That's exactly what you wanted to see from this team. You just had a long road trip. This was your one home game, and you've got another four-game road trip coming up. That's a bit of a rough stretch of schedule with Mardi Gras stuff, but to get some rest before going into a very tough game on the road against the Los Angeles Clippers, who look legit... To get this rest coming off one of the big performances of Brandon Ingram's career, I think, is a really important thing. That's the type of thing that can kind of fuel you a little bit. And as we've said this year, right, they're load managing Brandon uh, Zion Williamson. You know, they've kind of taken that approach with it because they want to have some longevity this season with these guys. And it's working so far, right? Guys are playing. They haven't missed tons of games with injuries or anything. So to get Zion Williamson some extra rest before a long road trip and after a long road trip, Love it. Kind of plays into the Pelicans' plan. And this is the type of thing that maybe means you don't need to sit him out a game that you would like him to play in just for load management purposes, right? Getting these victories, I think, can be a really important thing for this team and kind of building into that load management and reducing it a little bit. That's barely playing. 22 minutes. It was like some light cardio for Zion here, though he was cooking early on. So I think this is big. If they can get more victories like this and start blowing teams out, and getting some rest, that just, again, means you might be having the best version of your players at the end of the season, and that's what we wanted to see from this Pelicans team for a long time. Zion, I thought, was good in this game. 16 points on eight shots, just super easy night. Six to six from the free throw line, five assists. He was cooking early, then B.I. took over, and his night was basically done. Just didn't need him. Love to see him get that kind of rest and just do his thing. Jonas Valanciunas had a rough game, 10 points, 12 rebounds, but 414 from the field. You know, not the best performance to have on trade deadline week when, you know, there's been a lot of talk of trading him. 28.6% from the field, not an ideal situation. We just mentioned CJ McCollum in the last segment, six made threes in this. He was consistent in every quarter that he played, an easy 20 points for him as well. Love to see that. No turnovers either. Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and CJ McCollum combined for one turnover in this game, which is positively fantastic. That three-point shooting is very, very much needed. Rotation thing that you saw in this one, I think concerned with, you know, these guys not keeping things up and not playing, you know, at that high level you wanted. You saw Jose Alvarado get a lot of run early in this game over Jordan Hawkins. It had been that Jordan Hawkins supplanted him in the rotation, but now it looks like Jose is taking over that role for Jordan Hawkins, given the energy that he brings off the bench. 
11 points on 11 shots isn't great. He was one of seven from three, but he does bring a spark plug. They won his minutes. That's ultimately the most important thing at the end of the day. But man, would you just backup point guard is a spot that this Pelicans team really needs. I'd like some more offense from there. Again, I love Jose. He hit him with the GTA a couple of times, which was a lot of fun to see in this game. But you definitely need the offense there. It worked in this game when, you know, you were just killing Toronto. Trey still in a little bit of a slump. Two of eight from three in this one. Six rebounds, though, so contributing in other areas. Was trying to be more aggressive. He's still shooting. That's the important thing. You know, maybe maybe lay off some of the deep threes. Take them a little bit closer till you get back in rhythm for everything here. Dyson Daniels had a big-time dunk in this one. So did Jordan Hawkins, too. But Dyson, we don't normally see that from him. So that was really fun to see. I'm glad that he kind of got up and got out there and showed a little bit of offense. He made a three in this game that he took with some kind of confidence from him four assists as well he needs to give you offense his defense has been really really good really good but you just need to get some more offense from him I don't know maybe the dunk gives him some confidence on that that was kind of surprising to see and that was like a big time dunk so love seeing that just look all around incredible performance from the Pelicans in this one led by Brain Ingram doing the thing if he plays like that and I mean in terms of how his shots were falling, coming from the shot selection, the defense is going to be just fine. The defense is going to be just fine if you lean more in offensively, I think, because shots go in, your defense gets back, gets set, can limit those transition opportunities they did against a team that likes to get out and run. I don't know. That definitely says something to me here, right? So I was excited to see that. Where's the fast break? I'm trying to find the fast break points per game and who leads the league. It's the Toronto Raptors with almost 18 per game. The Pelicans held them well below their average here. Really does say something that they were able to do that, and it's because they were making shots. Good offense can lead to good defense too. It goes both ways. Let me know what you think about the performance from the Pelicans in this game. You happy with it? What do you think about Brandon Ingram? Does that change how you view him? Do we want to see that more often? Do you want him to just do his thing? Should they have gone to Zion more? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. More trade rumors and stuff like that tomorrow. Looking forward to it. See you all then.